welcome back to the Zillennial Big Sis podcast. I'm your host, Emma. Seriously, thank you so much for listening to this episode and just joining me on this journey. ZBS has been a labor of love for me, and I know this week's episode is actually supposed to be last week's episode, but I can't lie, I was really low on motivation this last week. But through random things, like I had a friend text me saying that she was singing the ZBS theme song and, you know, people telling me just like completely out of blue that they were really liking the podcast. It really re-motivated me. I greatly appreciate every single listener and every single follower and just anyone that is really enjoying the CBS podcast and has joined me on this journey, I appreciate you so much more than I think you could ever even know. I can't lie. Every single time I am talking like millions of people are listening to me, even though I know that there's not millions of people listening, I just, I feel like I'm talking to something greater. So yes, I just wanted to share that. And if you haven't already, you should follow me um, on CBS Instagram, which is just Zillennial Big Sis. It'll be linked in the description of this episode. Also, at the end of this episode, I would definitely check out some links. I'm going to have some really cool links about this topic this week, which I'm very excited about. The topic that I'm going to be talking about this week is imposter syndrome. And it's very interesting. So I had this planned. I had it all drafted. And I just didn't end up getting around to making the episode. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to take a week off and just restart and remotivate. And it's very interesting because on Wednesday... A girl in my sorority, she posted on her Instagram and it was like a question, a little sticker question on her Instagram stories and was like, hey, what are some things that you guys do to combat imposter syndrome? And I looked at it and I was like, what are the odds that she's asking people for help on imposter syndrome? And I had this whole podcast episode planned for it. I think imposter syndrome is such an interesting phenomena and it's something that we all feel. So I just want to kind of talk a little bit more about it today. And at the end of the episode, I'm going to be giving some tips on how to combat that. So for those of you who don't know what imposter syndrome, wow, I'm already slipping up on my words. But for those of you who don't know what imposter syndrome is, imposter syndrome is the feeling of not being worthy for things that you have earned, achieved, or are doing. And the psychologist that actually was the one who studied with this and did many different experiments and case studies is Dr. Pauline Rose Clancy. She's a psychologist and she really opened up the whole conversation on imposter syndrome. And it all started because she was a therapist who was working with a lot of undergrad students and grad students. And she noticed in a lot of the therapy sessions, there was a very common thread within these students. And they all kind of had the same idea that they weren't supposed to be at that university. And I'm not talking about the school doesn't feel like home to them. They quite literally thought that they were not qualified and did not deserve to be accepted into the university that they were in. They felt like their peers were smarter than them, better than them, and they didn't deserve that spot. And for some of them, it went as far as they truly believed that it was a mistake that they were admitted and there was a fluke in admissions and that's how they got there. Dr. Clancy thought this was super interesting and thought back on her time as a grad student and, you know, recognized that same feeling in herself that she had during grad school. So she took it upon herself and another research assistant to study this phenomena. And she started with a case study of women and found that there was a lot of sense of being an imposter and not being actually worthy or accepted in the roles that 
they actually earned and that they deserved. Her and her partner continued to study this phenomena and they found this to be a common thread and it wasn't defined by any gender, any race, any socioeconomic status, you know, any age group. It was really found in a lot of people. There were higher rates of it in marginalized groups. So this feeling of being unqualified or undeserving or just not not meant to be where you are because of your skills and achievements, this is so common and it's called imposter syndrome. I have been taught about this syndrome in every leadership workshop that I've done every summer of staff training for summer camps and like in a ton of different you know, places in my life, but I never really recognized how deep this syndrome can actually run and how hard it can be to really acknowledge and move from. I noticed myself feeling this syndrome a lot when I was applying for jobs. And one of the things that I noticed was I would look at a job description online and the first place I would go, I would scroll down and I would go automatically to the qualifications tab. And I would look at the qualifications. And even though it's an entry level position, a lot of times it says two to three years of related experience. And I'd say, can't do it. I haven't worked in the workforce for two to three years. Emma, what do you mean you can't do it? Two to three years of experience, you have that easily. I mean, I had two to year. I had two years of being a marketing rep for my campus for Insomnia Cookies. I was the VP of communications on my sorority. I've done multiple speaking engagements. I was an assistant program director for a summer camp. I was an intern for Meals on Wheels. I could name all of these qualifications that hits me to that two to three years mark of experience, but I didn't see that in myself because I wasn't getting paid for every single position. And because I felt like, oh, I was just doing this in class or this was a student run organization, I downplayed that. So it prevented me from applying from a lot of jobs in the beginning of my search. And that imposter syndrome is something that if you really don't hone into understanding it and addressing it when you have it, it will prevent you from furthering your success in your life. I've always thought this phenomena was so interesting. And every time, every time I had to watch a little video and a leadership summit and I had to do all this, I'd be like, ooh, imposter syndrome. I don't feel that. I never feel that. I always feel, no, it's such a lie. I feel it all the time. And I think you probably feel it too. And you've felt it at one point or another. And I almost think that the word syndrome, and the more I did research, it's interesting, a lot of speakers who talk about this agree with me, that using the word syndrome almost makes it sound rare or like a mental illness or something that's an abnormality. But this is so normal. This is so normal for people to feel like they they didn't earn everything that they got or they don't deserve to get a promotion or an accolade or an award or different things like that for so many different reasons because they don't think that they've earned it. And it's super, super interesting when we think about it because you really don't know how common this is until you start talking about it. Because unless you look at your coworker and say, hey, have you ever felt like an imposter in this job? Like you're X, Y, or Z. Or if you look at a classmate or a friend or someone, a family member, and you ask that question, most people don't bring it up. A lot of people are so afraid to bring this up because they're going to be seen as something a little less or as less confident or less qualified or less poised. But if we started talking about it more, then we would understand how common it is. 
and we would be able to better address it. And that is one of my tips on how to really attack the imposter syndrome is talk about it. Talk about this syndrome with people that you trust, whether that is a therapist, a counselor, a friend, a family member. Talk about this feeling because I'm thinking that the people that you're talking to might have felt it too. There's something about having this this knowledge that other people are feeling it and other people have that to be like, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not different and I'm not wrong. I am not underqualified. I'm just having imposter syndrome. So talking about it can really help because once you see how many people experience this, you will feel so normal and so relieved because it is so common. Imposter syndrome is not a sign of weakness or a sign of incompetence. It is just something that is normal. Point blank period. It is just normal. It's just the way that humans feel. Humans are way more insecure than we like to believe. So tip number one is to talk about it. Seems easy enough. It may be harder than you think, but talking about it and seeing how normal it is is the first step. And then you can get to tip number two or step number two, however you want to look at this, which is write it all down. And when I say write it all down, a big part of imposter syndrome is not recognizing your achievements or the knowledge that you have or your skills. You need to start writing down every single thing that you've done for your positions, for your education, for your activities, whatever you were feeling imposter syndrome with. Once you start writing down everything, and I mean the classes that you've taken, the presentations that you've given, the awards you have won, the late night videos that you have used to develop your career, those experiences that you have through life, whether it's through travel or through volunteering or philanthropy, start writing those things down. One, it's going to help you see how, how qualified you actually are and two, when you start writing your resume, you're going to be able to pick from this list and say, wow, I have a lot more to show and a lot more to tell about myself. To go back to my previous example in my personal life of feeling this imposter syndrome when I was job searching, I constantly would say to my friends, my family, anyone who would listen to me, oh, I'm just not a paper candidate. I'm an interview candidate. And it took some time for me to think about that statement and think about that phrase and really unpack what that meant. Because what I essentially was saying is, I can, I can say during an interview everything that I have, my qualifications, you know, I can sell myself during an interview. But on a resume, I can't. Okay, well, why can't I do that? It's because I didn't even know what to write. I had been so busy my whole life being told, oh, be modest, be humble, you know, don't, don't talk about yourself too much. Don't do those things that I had completely forgotten my achievements. I mean, for so long, I didn't even have different certifications I've gotten, different awards that I have been like given. I didn't even have the fact that I worked freelance for social media on my resume. You know what that is? That's not selling myself. That's stupid. That's me not believing that I'm qualified and me feeling imposter syndrome so hard that it is preventing me from succeeding in writing a good resume. Once you start to make a going, like an ongoing list, even though it's in your notes app or it's just on a scrap piece of paper, it doesn't matter where you put it. Once you start putting words and writing down 
actually on something that's hard material, you will be able to see your skills so much more. So when you're feeling imposter syndrome and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I got this job. I don't know how I got into this school. I don't know. I don't know how I did it. Ah, like I can't, I can't figure it out. You can kind of take a moment, say, this is common. This is the imposter syndrome taking over. I'm going to look back and see why I got here because you didn't get there because of a fluke. And I can tell you that right now, especially in the world we're living in right now, there is so much competition. So you did not get anywhere because of a fluke. You got there because you did a great job or because your connections are awesome or because you deserved it. You didn't get it because of a fluke. So again, step number one, talk about it, share your experience about it so you can actually see how many people feel it as well and you can feel that comfort in numbers. And then two is write down your skills, write down anything that you have done and keep a list of it. And I mean a list. That list by the time you are 65 better be so damn long because you are doing amazing things whether you give yourself credit or not. And tip number three to defeat imposter syndrome. When you get any feedback, positive or negative, write the positive feedback down and save it for later. One of my favorite things to do when I am feeling my imposter syndrome at work, and it always has been, is to go back and read positive reviews, to read all the things that people have said about me that are like, wow, she was actually really good. And when I was a camp counselor, it was to read letters from campers. It was in college to read affirmation sheets from my sorority sisters. Finding a way that you can see things or you can revisit things that people saw positively in you so you can actually see how people are seeing you as something that can be super helpful with imposter syndrome. It is something that can make a world of a difference. The whole thing about imposter syndrome is just feeling like you're not enough. It's feeling like you didn't get there. You weren't meant to be there. It all happened not because of anything that you did. And I can't lie. That's what I feel like all the time. And I think that's what most people feel like all the time too. But don't let imposter syndrome keep you from growing and keep you from hitting your full potential because I am telling you, there is nothing worse. What is that song that's like, there's nothing worse than wasted potential? (laughs) Whoever wrote that song, I agree. There is nothing worse than that. And to end off today's episode, I'm going to tell you about a very famous gal who suffers with imposter syndrome herself. She is one of my favorite people ever, and she, I think, is in the hearts of many people. And I'm telling you about Tina Fey. Tina Fey has openly talked about in her interviews that she feels she feels like she's a fraud. She feels like, you know, this whole fake it till you make it conversation just makes her feel like her accomplishments you know, have to be downplayed because maybe she just was faking it. And she said in a quote, the beauty of imposter syndrome is that you vacillate between extreme egomania and complete feeling of I'm a fraud. Oh God, they're on to me. I'm a fraud. So you just try to ride the egomania when it comes and enjoy it. And then you slide through the idea of being a fraud. This is the same woman who has brought us 30 Rock, Mean Girls, a plethora of some of the funniest SNL skits I have ever seen, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Date Night, Baby Mama, the list of all of these comedic genius moments that she has had 
have gone on and on. And even she, to this day, feels like she's an imposter and she's a fraud. So if even some of our most famous celebrities, and I know as I've been reading about it and as I've been studying up on imposter syndrome, I know celebrities like Maya Angelou and Albert Einstein felt imposter syndrome. People like Tom Hanks. I'm not sure if he's canceled or not yet, so didn't want to study up on him too much. And then there are people like Lady Gaga and Sonia Sotomayor, the first Hispanic Supreme Court justice. You know, they've all openly talked about having imposter syndrome and feeling like a fraud and feeling just feeling like shit because they don't understand and they can't really comprehend how their achievements have been so impactful in their lives. And it's so interesting because if even the most successful people in the world, if even Albert fucking Einstein had imposter syndrome, why is it so bad that you have it? I just want you guys to remember that whenever you have this feeling, practice those three steps that we talked about earlier and just know it's going to suck. Sometimes imposter syndrome is going to take over and be a barrier in your life and it's going to block some things sometimes. But when you recognize it, you know it's there, you're able to defeat it and you're able to just grow to your fullest potential. Thank you so, so much for listening to today's episode. And if you have any episode requests, please go either DM them to me on Instagram at Zillennial Big Sis or by just commenting on different videos and share on the comments of my most recent post once this episode is out. When have you felt imposter syndrome? Let's start a conversation about it. And what are some tips and tricks that you've had when you felt it? Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week.